Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. Welcome to our podcast. Many years ago, there was a fellow by the name of Dennis Wise. Dennis loved the music of Elvis. In fact, he really loved Elvis. He admired him. And he attended as many of his concerts as he could. He always would try to meet Elvis whenever he could. He would sit in the front row. And he adored Elvis so much that he became an Elvis impersonator. He even had some cosmetic surgery to make himself look more like Elvis. And he put his whole life into this. The tragic element of Dennis's story were these words that he shared. He said, I could never get close to him. There are people who say the same thing about God. I I, I just don't feel close to God. I don't feel like I can get close to him. Have you ever felt like that in in your relationship, in your spiritual life, that you feel like God is very distant and uncaring? What do you do in those moments? How do you react? How do you find yourself trying to get closer to God? Is it attending a worship service? Is it reading God's word? Is it listening to some great music? Is it reading some, reading some inspirational material? Or maybe it's not what you do. It's maybe where you go, sitting in a beautiful cathedral surrounded by candles and opulence and stained glass windows. Does that make you feel closer to God? or perhaps it's being outside in nature. There's some people that may go for a hike or go for a run, and out in nature, uh, they feel close to God. Being close to a body of water, a lake, or an ocean, or maybe being up on a beautiful mountain top looking at a vista. How do you get closer to God, and where do you go to get closer to God? You know, there are times when people cry out to God, And when we read in the Psalms about David, he wrote these words, and these words make me sad because I've heard people say things similar to this. David said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me from the words of my groaning? Oh, my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I can find no rest. People sometimes are tormented in their spiritual lives, and are experiencing spiritual distress. You can almost hear David saying, Don't you care, God? Don't I matter to you? Why aren't you listening to me? You know, when we turn to God's Word, we always can find stories of inspiration. And I was inspired this week to reread the story of Joseph. You know, we're often told the story when we're children, the story of Joseph and the coat of many colors. But I was reminded about the remarkable life of Joseph. And, you know, it's almost like uh, something, a movie you'd see on Netflix. You see that Joseph was born to older parents. He was the son of Jacob and Rachel, and he was the youngest child. And he really was the baby in the family. He grew up in Hebron, and he was called the righteous one. His father really favored him throughout his lifetime, and his father made him a beautiful coat, the coat of many colors. And his older brothers were a little jealous because he got so much attention. You know, Joseph had a dream, and he dreamed about how one day he would be a ruler, and those around him, his family, would really look up to him as a leader. 
This made his brothers even more jealous. So his brothers took him off to Shechem. What an interesting name of a city, Shechem. They took him to Shechem, and there they threw him in a pit till they could decide what to do with him. Little did his father know it would be many, many years before he would see Joseph again. They finally sold him off to be a slave, and he's taken to Egypt far away from from Israel. And poor Joseph is now a slave, and he's been imprisoned, and he has this terrible, terrible life. But he finally rises up where Potiphar, the leader at the time, saw something in Joseph that I guess his father saw too, that he was charming and he was handsome and he was smart. And so he brought him into the palace and he gave him a leadership role. And and during that time, Potiphar was away on a trip and his wife took notice of Joseph and she really liked him and she was attracted to him and she wanted to have an affair with him. And he kept saying no. And finally she ripped his garment and he ran off. And then she elaborated this story that he had attacked her. Poor guy, he was thrown back into prison. The story ends where Joseph finally rises to the top and he becomes a ruler in Egypt. And they're very prosperous And his brothers and their families hear about this prosperity, but they didn't know Joseph was the leader, their brother. They sold off into slavery, and they go and ask to buy some grain to help their starving people. They meet with his leader, and they look, and it's their brother, Joseph. Now, Joseph could have been very angry to his brothers for what they had done for him, but instead, he repaid animosity with benevolence. He forgave them. And he helped them. The story is that Joseph really went through some very difficult times. Seven times in the book of Genesis, we read that God was with Joseph, even when he was a slave and in prison. And the emphasis is is on that God was always with him. And why do you think the writer of that emphasized that? Is because they wanted us to make sure that we knew that although it looked like he was abandoned and he was alone, He was never alone. For 13 years of his life, Joseph endured the hardship of slavery and prison. And he survived because God was with him. Can you recall a time in your life when you felt God was very distant, was very far away from you, maybe because of your circumstances? There was a time in my life when I felt very far from God. My wife and I married in 1988. A year later, we purchased our first home, and we were getting settled into married life, into uh, our beautiful home. We were there for two years, and suddenly I lost my position of where I was working. I was working in a church, and I lost that position, and I really was very depressed, and I thought, what am I going to do with my life? And it was a turning point. It was a transition where I realized now that even in that turmoil— God was with me. You know, when we have transitions in our life, a loss, a death, some unwanted changes, financial stress, problems in the relationships that that we share, those are all problems where sometimes we have difficulty and we feel God as being distanced, perhaps. But I'm sure that I'm not the only one who's felt this way. You have felt, perhaps, that way, too, going through difficult times. How do we handle that? And how do we remind ourselves 
we remind ourselves that God is with us. A scripture that I love is from the Gospel of Matthew, the 11th chapter. And I'm reading it today in a translation called The Message, which really puts it in modern-day language. And I love this translation. Can I share it with you? It goes like this. Are you tired, worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? God says, come to me. Go, come away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy on you, ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What a beautiful message from God that when we follow him, we're not going to have the difficulties of life that we can't handle. We will learn to experience life and some of the difficulties that life has for us with the unforced rhythms of grace. Isn't that beautiful? We do live in a world where difficult and uncomfortable things happen. They happen around us all the time. We live in in a fallen world. We all experience heartache and disappointment and sheer helplessness. But God knows this. God knows there's difficult days in our lives. And that's why he says, bring me your heartaches and your fears and your failures. Because I do understand. I do care. And I can provide you peace. We all need a little bit more peace in our lives. And when we know the true peace comes from God, it's a comfort to our heart and our soul. Often we seek comfort in material things. Have you ever done that? I know I certainly have. We think if we buy something new or something that we want or something that catches our eye, that it will meet that need in our life and bring us peace. But that peace is really temporary. But Jesus said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves can break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. The good deeds that we do, the kindness that we show, the love that we share with those around us, our neighbors, our brothers and sisters, our family, those are the treasures we, we store up in heaven. In 1 Peter, we read these words where he says, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. As we close today, I want to remind you, God cares. He understands. Life can get complicated. I certainly understand that. But God cares about our anxiety. And he wants us to be reminded that he helps us physically with our physical bodies. He helps us with our emotions, our emotional life. And he cares about us in our spiritual life. My prayer for you is that you cast all your anxiety upon him. And remember, you are loved, you are understood, and you are cared for. I bid you peace. Thank you, and God bless you.